This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Because I want to encourage you to make that leap. I want you to be confident and go for it and do it. But I don't want you to do it in a way where you try to be something that you're not. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. So when you and I first started working together, one of the first things that you suggested that I read is the E-Myth. Yes. And originally, I had come to work with you to work in the technology industry. And when you said the E-Myth, I thought you meant electronics, technology, and that kind of thing. But when I actually got a copy of the book, that was not it at all. E was entrepreneur. Yes. So... I love the book, number one, obviously, telling you to read it. I think this happens tremendously often, especially within the independent agency system. I think it happens in everything. I think that's why the book's been so successful. This idea that people get frustrated as an employee, a staff person, and, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this for myself. It's because I'm making this other person so much money. That's right. And they're not doing anything. So I'm going to start my business, and that way I make all the money. I'm going to do it because, obviously, I'm the one doing this. I'm doing this. They're not doing this. I'm the expert. They're not really the expert. Because they're playing golf. Because they're playing golf or they're out doing whatever they do because I, I don't ever really see them. And and so this whole concept is what happens when we see agents start agencies and, and producers starting agencies. They need to read the E-Myth. Agency owners, principals that have been owners before probably are a little better at this, but we, we just see this out of the account management, the producer segment uh, more times than not. And that is, who are you? Are you a rainmaker or are you a technician? And that's why I like the comparison to the e-myth. Because if you're a technician, well, then you need to think about how are you going to fund your rainmaker? If you're a rainmaker and you think you're going to be hands-on and handle the technician part, hmm, you're going to get hammered with service work and you're going to feel like, oh my goodness, what have I done? You know, I love to pull examples from our uh, Integra partners. And one of the first partners that I ever got to work with, let's call him Jim. And Jim was a crazy rainmaker, like absolutely crazy good producer rainmaker. And he was so stressed. Fastest to 2 million I think we've ever seen. Yeah. I think it was like 18 months or something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, just, just crazy, crazy. Yeah. But his stress level was insane. Off the charts. I talked um, him off the ledge three times. He was the ultimate rainmaker. So when it came time to do the technician work to make the business successful, he didn't have that knowledge. He didn't. And, and I would even say this. He happened to have come out of a world where he did very little service work on the back end in his previous carrier organization. He didn't like that, right? That's why he became an independent agency. That's why he joined our organization. That's why that's why he joined the Integra Group and, and became an Integra partner. He wanted more. He didn't want a 2% renewal commission. He wanted more out of how he was building his book of business. He just didn't have that experience. And so when he went at it, he was really, really good at at growing his business. And he even grew the book of business well. He even grew it the right way, account business, etc. But he wasn't prepared for what the fallout was going to be on the service side and when the service side needed to happen. He was very, very concerned on the details of how do I do payroll? I can't hire anybody because I don't know how to do payroll. How is that possible? How do, how do I even do that? 
when you move in to the independent agency system, you become this owner of a business. You're you're no longer this employee. You're no longer this producer. And that's the piece where it connects to the e-myth is that you thought that stuff was easy because it just happened behind the scenes. It's like the hidden paycheck. You forget that there's benefits and taxes and all this other stuff that your employer pays that makes the cost of your compensation 20 to 30% more than what you're actually you know making. Very similar situations. You, if you come from that environment where you never see that or you don't see the service load, well, you just assume that you can handle it and you jump out there and find that it's a little bit different than you thought. So last night I went back to the hotel and there was a lady in the lobby and I gave her a compliment. I said, hey, I love that hot pink on you. I've never said that in my life to anybody. You've never just walked by and said, hey, that hot pink looks I've really great on you. I've never said that hot pink looks really great on well, you. Well, it did. It I mean, re- it really I would say that to my wife, but I mean, my wife doesn't wear hot pink, so. So anyway, so she said, thank you. She said, you know, I don't look bad today for a 70-year-old woman. She engaged immediately. I'm standing there with my laptop bag and my purse and my room key, and I, and I am weighted down. But anyway, I could tell this woman wants to have a conversation. She started telling me she was a part-time realtor and that she and her husband 15 years ago had started a not-for-profit organization to help children that were from abused and neglected homes. And she then told me that she was she was the rainmaker. Mm. And she told me, she said, you know, go to my website. It's blah, 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 blah. And she said, but I never could have started this without my husband because he's the one that takes care of the business side. And I'm the one that's the face of the organization getting donations and working with the kids and with the court system. And I think that's kind of the perfect example of what we're talking about. I think that's fantastic. I love husband wife teams. I think that's fantastic to think about that. If, if that works for you and your spouse, because that's built in trust, there's so many opportunities there. I, uh, obviously biased because uh, my wife and I have worked together for 22 years. Uh, I understand how that works and, and how it can work very well. I think the key for Jim, his name is Jim, right? Yes. Okay. I think the key for Jim is he did learn, but he, he could have had this going in and had less stress is who is he? Knowing yourself, who am I? Am I a rainmaker or am I a technician? Being able to have that brutal, honest, you know, to quote good to great, confront the brutal facts, to be able to have that truly honest conversation with yourself about who you are because I want to encourage you to make that leap. I want you to be confident to make that leap and go for it and do it. But I don't want you to do it in a way where you try to be something that you're not. And so many technicians think they're rainmakers. Correct. I have stories of account managers. That's what we call our CSRs. Account managers over the years go back 20 20 plus years who wanted to be producers, at least verbally. You know, I, I want a shot at producing. I want to be a producer. I want to do this. I would love to have an opportunity. What can I do that? And and we've had multiple situations where we've said, absolutely, let's go try that. Let's do it. And nothing, no lead generation. It just didn't work. Now, put the account together. They were fantastic at putting the account together, but they struggled tremendously on the producing side. There's this evidence through time where, and and one in particular comes to mind where it's like, you just beat me over the head. I want to be a producer. I need to be a producer. I know I can be a producer. And finally set up a compensation system, put them in a great spot to be a producer. I even 
patiently let it roll for two years and nothing happened. Every time I come by their office, they were sitting at their desk. Every time I saw them, they were doing account manager tasks. At no point did they ever do producing tasks. When you're starting an independent agency, we both have the theory that you don't want to hire someone. You want to be a one-man shop or a one-woman shop as long as you possibly can. So what is the answer if you're a rainmaker? Who's the technician? Best case scenario is you have a little bit of a technician skill and you're a rainmaker. That would be, let's call him Bob. You know, Bob, unlike Jim, had some skill set, right? And I think Jim had a little bit of skill set and he was capable of doing it. He just hated it. He hated sitting at the computer. He hated doing quoting. Uh, He didn't like doing it at all. He's a networker. He's a relationship builder. Bob, now he could sit at the computer. He, He was good at both. He could do both things. I do believe that the longer you can go as a soloist, the better you are because you do need to know what's going on. Even if you hate it, even if you don't love that type of work, you still need to know how to do it because your staff, your future staff, you're going to need to know the best workflows. You're going to need to understand how that works. You're going to need to understand why it's so important to have a carrier portfolio that matches your marketing plan, why we need to write account business, why we need to write with efficient carriers in mind. You have to know because you have to be able to lead your people, your future staff, down this path of why you need to think about riding with carriers with efficiency in mind and not just the price of the moment. So you need to know how to do that. Being a rainmaker and having a little bit of, well, I know how to work under the hood. I think that is important. I think that is a critical thing. Let's talk about Cody. I had the opportunity to work with Cody on on building his business and he was so concerned about getting his processes in place. And he spent so much money on getting the whiteboards for the office and buying this planner and buying this software online and making sure that all of these things were in place. And he probably spent the first six months we were talking, wanting to talk about process. That's one of those instances where we've got a technician that has the ability to be a rainmaker, but they get in this technician mindset and they can't get out of it. Because they know that as soon as they have all of these things taken care of, the phone's going to ring. I think it's in this weird way. I think it's a fear element. Um, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid. And if I just procrastinate, if I just keep working on setting my office up, if I keep working on the website, if I keep working on the things that, that matter, but they don't matter, they're not the first priority. I think it's it's got some fear in it. And fear is pretty harsh, but it's just this thing where if I, if I don't go, if I don't put myself out there, I can't fail. I had an older agent tell me 20 years ago, ago. And he was ironically a non-standard agency owner. And he had, uh, he literally had a cash register in his office. I thought that was the oddest thing. And if you're an independent agency listening to this, you you understand how odd that is. If you're not in the non-standard auto business, maybe non-standard auto agencies, they're a great business model by themselves on their own. I don't think they mix well with standard preferred agencies at we all. Have a cash register in our office. We have an old cash register in our office as a uh, historical reference, but it was never Ever used by us. Yes, okay. you're correct. Okay. It's not the same cash register, by the way. Okay. It's not even the same cash. I forgot about that cash register. I put that cash register in the corner just to bug the mess out of my wife. And actually. it does. 
It yeah. bugs the mess you out of her. That. I did. I did. I call it the nostalgia area within our office. And by the way, y'all, it's not one of those cool brass and silver cash registers. It's like very... It's that 70s model, like office supply store, if that even existed in 78 or whenever it was bought. But No, it's Harvest Gold. Harvest Gold. Harvest Gold, yes. Nice. So... This this particular agent, that the, the non-standard agency owner that had the cash register, he said, you know, Shane, nothing happens until the cash register rings. And that always stuck with me. I think that agents that spend their time setting their offices up, you know, getting the little things done and the processes right, and, and th- all these things are important. Don't misunderstand me. This is another big one. Well, I only have... Four of my six standard and preferred carriers, I got to wait till I get all of them before I start writing business. I've never understood that one. You have four carriers that write auto home and some specialty lines. You can start writing business right now. You're up and running and you're waiting because why? Why are you? Because you don't have six or you don't have 12 or you don't have the, you're not complete. I, I just don't get it. Start, go. Figure it out because you're going to trip and fall a lot along the way. So this is really interesting that he told you that nothing happens until the cash register rings. Uh, One of my mentors when I was first starting out in sales, and she always said nothing happens until you sell something. Yeah, great. And that goes back to that concept of being a a rainmaker versus being a technician. If I call a new agent that comes into our partner, partner program and I've called them three times in a row and every time they're in their office, I know they're a technician. And that's okay. It really is okay. So don't don't misunderstand, I think, what we're saying. It's okay to be a technician, but you need to plan for that. You need to have the capital for that. You need to figure out how you're going to generate business. Hire a marketer. We don't need dialing for dollars anymore. Nobody wants to be sold. Hire yourself a marketer. Some of these carriers, we have a carrier that, that has a marketer loan program program with forgiveness where you can literally use this program to hire a marketer to generate opportunities for you and through the production have the loan forgiven. I mean, it's fantastic. That same carrier offers tremendous training that I have seen turn technicians into rainmakers. Absolutely. Personally. personally. And I think the key is, is is being honest with yourself. Know who you are. And if you're the rainmaker, then put some money in a great technician. But the good news is there are tools that exist to help rainmakers be better technicians and technicians be better rainmakers. Ah, uh, technology. Woo-hoo. Technology is our friend. Yes. We are not afraid of learning new technologies. He's currently making the staff at Integra repeat that daily. Yes, technology is my friend. I'm not afraid of technology. I'm not afraid of change. I'm not afraid of change. That's what it is. Technology is my friend. I'm not afraid of change. Life will be okay. I don't Life know, will be whatever, okay. whatever the other yeah. piece of that was. but He's not making me repeat that because I love technology. <laughs> There is tremendous progress, almost to the detriment in some cases, because we'll talk about shiny objects someday. There's a tremendous progress of technology tools going on in our industry. It's been amazing and uh, exciting to see and watch, and it's so much easier today. We have a lot of folks coming into the to the independent agency channel today that spent their entire life uh, growing up with technology, right? I mean, we have the Z generation who, in the few years, will not know the world pre-iPhone. They won't know a world where the iPhone didn't exist. Or the Android. 
I knew you were going to say that. Um, smartphone. You know, we have these individuals that technology is easy for them. I mean, it's been absolutely mind-boggling for me to watch some of our uh, younger staff members. The learning curve is so, so small, like really short learning curve to be up to speed. I think that with some of our younger partners, we see some of the same thing. They can set up processes. They love to automate. Some of the conversations I have with them really makes makes me feel super old where I will quite, hey, you know, you just need to do it this way. And they're like, I don't want to do that. Why do I want to do that? That means I have to touch it. I just want to like click a button and I want it to flow. I want the entire thing to automate and I want it to happen over the course of the next, well, until I tell it to stop. I just want it to happen. I want the prospect to get dripped on and I want the, the, the system to just work for me. I think it's tremendous. You know, I would always want to put some kind of human touch in there, but they want to automate it and they want to make it so that you don't have to touch anything. That's great for a rainmaker because you can automate a big percentage of that technician's role. It's great for a technician because you can also automate and use tools on the marketing side to help bring you opportunities. I do think think that there's this opportunity for technicians to really become marketers. I think that's an easier transition than a rainmaker becoming a technician. The biggest challenge I see to that is you're exchanging time for capital. If you're looking at doing that one way or the other, you're going to be exchanging energy for capital. And some will say, well, I want my cake and eat it too. I know that's probably a a battle cry. of younger generations. I probably said that too when I was a little bit younger. Yeah, I don't think that's a younger generation. I think, I think it's just human a being. it's a human being time of life thing, right? I mean, but I don't say that anymore. I really don't. Like I know that, oh, okay, well, that's going to take some hard work. That's going to take some sacrifice. I know that if I want more pork rinds, I have to go to the pilot and get some. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that means. <laughs> It seemed like a good idea yeah. like when I said it. It did seem like a good idea. It, is. it, just, it didn't make sense after I said <laughs> I'm trying to follow there. Well, if you were saying you have your cake and eat it too, well, oh, you know, I'm more about the salt and fat. I got so you. I got you. I know if I eat my pork rinds, if I want more, I'm going to have to go buy more. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy. It's going to take money. It is. It is. And I, I think... See, that made sense. That now. makes sense. Now. Okay, thank you. I think what, what we see with this whole concept is either you pay for the tools, you implement the tools, or you pay for the technician if you're a rainmaker or vice versa. But maybe the timing's not right if you can't afford to do that. Maybe that's part of... Of this discussion that needs to be brought to the forefront is, hey, it's okay if you have to wait a year, if you have to wait two years. I think jumping too soon, and, and again, I don't want to be like, oh, they're trying to hold people back or, hey, he's not a, a jump and go. You just got to do it. Don't wait. Your time's running out. You know, I, hey, I get that. Is that like Nike versus Jordan? Maybe. Nike's like, just do it. Just Jordan's do it. like, prepare for prepare. it. Prepare. I mean, yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, I think, I think that's right. You know, I had a, an older gentleman tell me one time I was looking at building our house and we were in a little you know, our first house and uh, our second child was here and we were in a little two bedroom, one bath, little frame house and, and starter home. And, you know, we love that house, but it was time. And I really was at a spot where I wasn't really sure if I could afford to build the house that I really wanted to build. We wanted to build a house and retire in it, or as I would say, die in it. We didn't want to build a house and then build another house and then build another house. And uh, that was just the way we felt about it. But I really wasn't sure about being able to afford the house that we were going to build to die in at 30. 
30 or 29 or whatever it was. But we were inspired by HGTV's House Hunters International, you know, the ones where there's one's a community health organizer and, um, you know, the stay-at-home dog mom and their budget's like $1.6 or something like that. So, you know, we were inspired by stuff like that. And this older gentleman, he goes, you know, when are you going to, when are you going to build you a house? I said, well, I, I don't know if I can do that yet. And he said, well, let me tell you, just build it because time's running out. You know, once you build it, you'll figure it out. And I thought that's crazy. That is so not me, but we built the house within the next year. It is not you. It was not me. It was the one thing I did without preparation in my life. And there was some moments, right, in the first couple of years where it's like, hmm, was this a good idea? Especially when we were, um, there was no furniture in all the rooms, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There was just like a chair in the living room and a TV. Like when I say a chair, I mean like a folding chair. I don't mean like a nice big chair or recliner or couch. I mean like, like a lawn chair. You don't believe that, do you? I don't believe that. I think it was only a few months, but okay, I'm it like, wasn't a couple like, of years. I, I know your wife and Julie did not let that happen. For years. It was, it was, it was not that long, but anyway. So. I will say, when we moved into our current house, the first thing that happened was the TV got set up, and the cute boy put out camp chairs. Mm. So people could sit and watch TV while we were moving in. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we had camp chairs. I have the visual of the movie RV where the people pull up and and sit down to watch them, you know, empty their... um, The septic uh, tank? The septic tank, right? Yeah. I I feel like that's kind of the visual of people watching you move in. Just sit down and and, and watch them lift furniture and bring stuff in and out. (laughs) I don't know. That's... that's, I've never seen that movie. You haven't? Oh, my gosh. You haven't seen RV. I've not seen RV. It's classic. Instant classic. You have to watch it. Is it a classic like Elf or is it a classic like Casablanca? I think it's an Elf classic. It's easy. I know. Oh, dear. I know. But I'm still employed here, which is amazing. You have to watch Elf and RV. RV will make you literally pee in your pants. No doubt. Well, that's a goal. What are we talking about? We're talking about about the movie RV and tinkling in my pants. Mm. So before before that, we were talking about you building your house and the old man telling you to just build it. I don't even know why we're talking about that. Oh, timing. Timing. I think that that's relevant here. I think it's relevant to think about your timing. And I don't want to be accused of being the guy that's holding people back. I never want that. I I want people to to go for it and chase their dreams. I think we have to be intelligent about it. Otherwise, we end up in a ton of debt for no reason. So I posted something on social media today that I think is so relevant to this. It, It says, first, know your worth. Second, control your emotions. And third, never settle. And I think so many people decide to start a new business based on emotion. They've gotten upset at work. They're thinking, okay, the boss is making all the money. I'm doing all the work. All of these things are happening in my life. And they decide to start a business based on emotion. We see that a lot in the captive system, right? They're upset at a commission change or agencies in the captive side of the industry. And and rightfully so, right? There's situations where they, they should be upset. If I came to you, you know, every couple of years and said, hey, your salary, Salaries, you know, going to be cut 10% or 15% or 20%. Or you change the rules altogether on how to get my salary. Or, yeah, or we change the rules. Um, and when they say, oh, but it's okay because you can earn it back 
and more with this bonus program that, by the way, is going to change again next year. Or you have one set of rules and all of the people that the company is bringing on now have a completely different set of rules. So there's there's legitimate reasons why people get upset. But then that emotion overcomes them and they make that leap. They make that change, which I'm for. You know, I encourage you to join the independent agency system because I think it's the best system. But don't do it with an emotional chip on your shoulder. I think you have to do it with this is where you want to be. Don't do it just to spite people. Don't do it just because you're upset. That's the control your emotions. But the other two sides of that, which are know your worth and never settle, are why you should come to the independent agency channel. Sure, sure. Because you're worth a whole lot more than being a policy pusher. So two minute warning. What's our takeaway from today? Know who you are. Plan for who you are. And be disarmingly honest with yourself on who you are. Yeah. It's okay to be a rainmaker. It's okay to be a technician. It's okay to be a little bit of both. But if you're really, really swaying to one side or the other, understand that and create your world based on that. Don't create a technician's world if you're a rainmaker and don't create a rainmaker's world if you're a technician. And so I think that honesty about who we are and who you are when you start your agency or when you're trying to grow your agency and decide who the next staff person is, all of that needs to come into play. I know that so many times I'll be talking to an agent and they'll say, I'm looking to hire somebody and I want to hire somebody just like me. No, you don't. No. You want to hire the antithesis of you. Especially if you're a rainmaker. (laughs) (laughs) You do not want to hire more rainmakers. That's not the answer. I think that's what uh, Jim figured out in the end is he surrounded himself with some technicians and he has continued to blow it up. So if you're interested in joining our partner program, we would love to talk to you. Check us out at IntegraAgent.com. Attitude to choice. Make it a great one today. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com.